From the age of eight, brother. From the age of eight, old buddies. From a dead man. Greetings. is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public. Um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on SAGE, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I just say, I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behavior.
after reading that law line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Oh, fuck you. Goddamn power cuts. Should have checked that. <laughs> wait, wait, folks, whilst I bring the camera online. Always something. Always something. Come on. Come on, bitch. Do it. No camera. Trying, trying. Yes, yes, it's all, um, it's all gone Pete Tong. I've got no camera. What a fucking piece of shit. I hate tech! I hate it. Come on. Voila, voila. God damn. Ah, what a start. What a start. I was having such a pleasant weekend as well. <laughs> now, back to this. Back to the coalface. Back to looking at all the... All the squealing lick spittles and scumbags as they go around trying to uh, shift blame and... Uh, <laughs> still keep their piece of the pie. Alright, so... <laughs> Uh, yes, the big trouble in Little China meme did get posted here. We used it in the last 
the last stream. So, um, uh, I've lost my train of thought now. I had a whole bunch that I wanted to say. Uh, all right, all right. So, yeah, what was that? Ah, I was saying I had a nice weekend, lovely, pleasant weekend. Yesterday, uh, Shogun Rikasu and myself, we climbed climbed a volcano, an active volcano, that killed uh, a bunch of people not so long ago, Mount Ontake. Saw two monkeys in the wild, which is uh, kind of cool, um, especially if you're... If you're unfamiliar with monkeys you don't see them every day and uh yeah i you know i just um i couldn't stream uh friday night that blick's been poking around in my obs again so uh if if there's other stuff wrong apart from the camera the camera's on me but um <laughs> gotta well it means uh it means in the other scenes There'll be issues, and I haven't checked the soundboard, but ah, it is what it is, and uh, we've got some interesting stuff to look at today. Um, of course, escalations uh, continuing apace in Ukraine. Um, we're going to take a quick look at that. Um, you know, uh, what do people pay me for? It's for my eye for detail with respect to people's behaviours, even unconscious behaviours. And uh, maybe, maybe there are signs of Papi Putin beginning to uh, manifest um, Parkinsonism. Maybe, maybe. We'll take a look at that. And, of course, RFK. Uh, <laughs> to me, um, I'm enjoying the shit show, uh, to be honest. I, I'm, uh, I saw a tweet out earlier. He just needs to hold the line. Hold the line because the scientific data is on his side. And then with that, we can begin the proper discussions that need to be had by uh, literally everyone. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that we would have got here so quickly. It seemed a Sisyphean task to be talking about these things and the issues at hand, particularly as you've as I've watched others spiral off into inconsequence well, i'm not saying that all those things are inconsequential they're they're all part of a large large bag of dog turds that's been set on fire on your doorstep and the kids have rang the doorbell run away and <laughs> but you need to, you need to address all of it and the thing is all the other stuff iatrogenic deaths that's easy. It's easy to bring up in conversation, right? What's really hard is the is the molecular biology that points to um, race-based weaponry. That's what it's all about. That's what's coming down the pipeline. And we either deal with it now, try and nip it in the bud, or we get taken for a ride and you'll get reamed for eternity uh, like uh, Saddam Hussein in South Park. <laughs> so, uh, chat is working, I think. Bravo to the bleak for that. So, maybe I can make it a little small. 
All right, so let us move to the main. I hope the soundboard is clean. Yes, uh, shout out to you've been nudged uh, for this. A cat among the pigeons uh, <laughs> from the last stream, of course. And yeah, th th definitely a cat among the pigeons right now. And I can't remember who said it in the chat, but, you know, between RFK and Donald Trump, for sure, RFK seems to make the establishment seethe more. And seething is what we need them to do because then they expose themselves. Once exposed, we can laze them and then begin the process of deconstructing them like they've deconstructed your reality, for criminals. Leak spittles, untermensch that you are. So, let's see, anti-communist Covidian says, hands up Israeli weapon. Um, it's a possibility, and it's up there with the possibility of it being a US weapon, a Ching Chong weapon, a weapon from private enterprise, who knows? The fact is, is that it's there, we have to wrestle with the implications of what it means. And that means you've got to be able to, again, you've got to walk that fire and poke them in the eye when they scream, Oh my God, I vain me racisms. You, you've, they know, they know that they're browbeat and thrashed everyone so hard that there's so, there's minuscule amounts of people that will actually stand up and speak about it. And of course, you can get a gobshite like me doing it and uh, it will be like a sledgehammer. Or you could probably get someone who's uh, a little more in tune with the uh, American political wins, as it were. And um, let's see, Metalus Fork says, feels like every few days for years now, there's been a little ratchet click on the direction. Maybe RFK is the tipping point. I don't know if he's the tipping point. You know, it could just be a pressure release valve. I don't know. <laughs> I, I had little faith that we would reach this point where we're at right now. And, you know, <laughs> I hate to be the one saying, uh, doing the victory jig, because there's nothing, there's nothing nice to be dancing around to this um, particular bit of I told you so and schadenfreude. Um, it's a... Uh, very, very disturbing um, set of events and issues that's um, causing massive bloodshed and harm and loss from whatever cause. Right? It could be from viral infection. It could be from vaccine adverse events. It could be from them stuffing a tracheal tube down your... <laughs> down your down your mouth and uh, two young men and innocents being blown to pieces and smithereens in Ukraine there are some who are gorging themselves on this and they hope to maintain their cover right now they hope to befuddle you okay this combobulate you with respect to the ground reality that is occurring right now and has been you could argue that it's been with us for with it's forever right but it ebbs and flows 
and right now it's at a high tide point and we've got to build the dams and push it back um some more and make it such that <laughs> we wait well, for want of a euphemism drain drain the swamp such that it can't it can't lap up so high it can't get into a position where it just gaslights you in the way that it has done anyway i'm wittering on and uh not um i'm getting on with the job at hand so uh let's see if you wanted in here housekeeping time uh this is me dr mccann oh just do Fading blick for this one. That's even with white on white. Uh, all right, so um, where was it? Yes, that's me. If you've walked in here, wondered who I am, and uh, why would I be talking about bioweapons, etc., and uh. Neuro warfare, neuro strike, all these delectable delights that they've got lined up for you and uh, your loved ones, folks. Um, it is, it is a cooming for you and cooming for you hard. Um, but uh, yes, I, um, I can speak to some of it somewhat cogently, and you know, <laughs> I may, I may throw in some edge lord humour, but you. You try sitting here doing this every day, day after day, and watching the cretinous behavior just emerge out of out of the reality engine that they've uh, sparked into existence. Um, it's it's incredible. It's incredible how frustrating it is, and uh, still not. Let's see, uh, Fez Woody says, the FDA just approved remdesivir after all the trials failed. The war is a long way from being over. Look, the problem is that it, at the right moment, remdesivir can show a clinical difference. Is it a high-risk drug? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the issue that you have with that type of technology that shows, once they can show a statistical benefit in a cohort, not saying for everyone, but in a cohort, it opens the way for them to continue use and continue development of similar technologies. And, you know, right now, there's probably a grant being written called, I don't know, Semsevere. And it will uh, it will claim that uh, neuro oh sorry is it it's uh, kidney toxic right so nephrotoxicity has been reduced by twenty percent please give us uh, twenty million dollars so we can 
um, seed this project. That's the industries that you're dealing with right now, and it's problematic. And you know, it's a tough question about how to balance innovation versus harms against the public. The problem is right now, I would say that uh, the pendulum has swung too far towards the public-private partnership and the uh, the scum that are sitting there sucking on the hose of stock options and God knows what else as they try to get what's theirs. They deserve it! <laughs> and screw you! <laughs> They're getting theirs! It's the objective thing to do. Um, so... Yeah, that's me. You can go find me on the internet, see what I did uh, for before I stepped out of the system to become a, a renegade scientist trying to, I don't know, a mix of Cassandra Complex and uh, Paul Revere fantasies. Uh, <laughs> I would reach millions and tell them, tell the world what was going on. And uh, no, that doesn't happen. Again, you know, uh, we uh, have to think that uh, the good Lord Allah himself will just um, give us the uh, burdens that we can manage. And who knows what I would do with, uh, I don't know, 100,000 followers. I don't know. Maybe maybe I would be less um, less on point and direct than I am right now. I don't, I don't know. Again, um, lots of unknowns. It's okay to say that there are unknowns. And, of course, uh, what's uh, really, really important is the... Um, what's that? Oh, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, <laughs> housekeeping. Please, if you want to, uh, come to Patreon. Uh, Doc Kev really loves it if you hit that WTYL.live tip jar. Uh, their stream fags gay pal uh, will take you to the same links now. But uh, it's all uh, it's all PayPal enabled. Uh, your usury cards are welcome here. Uh, digital tulips in the form of Bitcoin. Anything and anything, everything uh, is gladly taken. Even I'm even using the tools of your oppressors. Lick spills down there in the corner. You've just you've just got to flash your phone at it, and it'll send it'll send fun coupons to. Uh, feed the plantation and keep coal being shoveled into the server architecture that um, we're shoving out there. Um, all right, so ah, it seems we've got transparency in the. <sighs> Never mind, I, I will get to it. Uh, all right, um, millions of followers, the grid would be much stronger. <laughs> ah. There's no way. There's no way that I would get free access and free run at uh, at the um, algorithms to make something go viral. It's just it, it's not going to happen. Um, I'm I'm too close to the bone, as it were, to allow me to uh, speak to larger crowds. It's that simple. All right, so uh, let's see. This is what the Ukraine-Russia-NATO war is all about. Biden tried to cut Putin out of the deal. Um, let's have a look. Yuzhivka gas field. Interesting. Uh, the Yuzhivka. This is in Ukraine. Yeah, um, I had seen this before. Um, there's a lot of resources in Ukraine 
and simple fact is is that they they're in the russian speaking part of ukraine and sure is not going to let those resources be taken over by neocon warhawks again who um have imbibed on brandian objectivism to the point of well harm on others right they that's the that's the domain in which we find ourselves um the russians will now take odessa now and landlock the ukraine yes it would be a stupid thing for them to leave open seawater ports we wouldn't do it <laughs> us certainly wouldn't leave it alone and again you're on russia's fucking back doorstep they're they're gonna do what they want and what they feel is necessary to secure um, what they see as an existential threat to their existence. And the problem is, I can't, I can't disagree with them. And I don't have a fight with the uh, Ruskis, Ivan. Um, he's, uh, how should we say, it's part of the, the White Brotherhood. There's not many of us left on this planet. It's all, it's all brown and bleak. I loaded in the chat. Good to see you, bro. Um, casual racism aside, let's uh, let's move on. So, um, Russia warns Ukraine-bound ships on Black Sea are military targets from Thursday. Now, this was two days ago, but let's have it. It's one of the better reports that I've seen out there. Um, it's Al Jazeera, um, but. Uh, Let's see. Days after withdrawing the Ukraine oh, grain so deal, Russia says all ships bound for Ukraine in the Black Sea are now potential military targets, and that has sent wheat prices soaring. But it's unclear what specific action Moscow will take if a ship passes through. The U.S., though, has warned that civilian ships may be targeted. Ah, buxom young lady. Don't mind me whilst I uh, enjoy the view, folks. Um, <laughs> I heard this report already. So, Russia's President Vladimir Putin has now laid down conditions for returning to the agreement. The first demand for re-entry to the grain deal is the withdrawal of sanctions on supplies of Russian grain and fertilizers. Second, all obstacles for Russian banks and financial institutions servicing food and fertilizer supplies must be removed. We are talking about their immediate connection to the SWIFT international banking settlement system. We do not need any promises. We need these conditions to be met. The UN and Turkish mediated deal brought relief to countries around the world, especially developing countries. The United Nations, the EU and the US have all warned about the impact on global food security after Russia's withdrawal. Uh, again, um, Russia is claiming they're going to pick up the slack. Um, free of charge. Um, let's see. I guess it won't be easy because they have the biggest catacombs in the world. Yeah, it it would be a bloody vicious fight. Um, but I fear that we may have um, crossed crossed that Rubicon right now, and um, many of our political and business class need to be held to account for that. Sorry, that that's just the simple on the matter um jana nice to see you in the chat nice to see people using wtyl um 
but uh, use use it or lose it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yes, uh, a medium. Russia is winning. The West is whining. No sound, Kevin. No sound. There's no sound. Is that true? withdrawal well, again um russia is what's the matter with you pick up the slash your end not mine it could be mine with uh <laughs> all the blicks poking around in uh <laughs> with all the nuts and bolts <laughs> chat fox is looking great yeah thank you thank you um all right, so uh, what I I hear sound and the clip you played just fine. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the confirmation. So we will um, move on. Russia continues to use food as a weapon of war. This is the second day in a row we've seen the Russian Federation make threats against ships in international water. A second day in a row after launching attacks on Odessa, which is the major port for shipping Ukrainian grain. So I, I think it ought to be quite clear to everyone in the world right now that Russia is using food as a weapon of war, not just against the Ukrainian. Again, um, if the attacks on the Crimean bridge were orchestrated and used those sea lanes, <laughs> Russia, Russia is going to shut them down. It's, it's not hard. Logic, and then, okay, all right, so you've got two contesting uh, parties. Fight! See who comes out on top. The problem is, I don't see Ukraine coming out on top. The only way that they can in any way salvage something is to drag this into a larger war. And um, fuck that noise. I ain't going to war for any globalist baby in... <laughs> scumbags that just think nothing about um again making shekels off blood <laughs> i ain't having it i ain't going i ain't gonna do it i'm not gonna send my boys to go and fight and die for them now look ching chongs rock up on japan and um start causing beef and aggro give me a belt fed machine gun <laughs> 30,000 rounds a well well tuned sniper rifle i will do my best I will do my best to uh, stem, stem the yellow tsunami. But um, I don't see that happening right now at the moment. And I hope that there are many, many fail-safes in between that happening. But the problem is with these types, you just never know. People, but against all the people in the world, especially the most underdeveloped countries who depend on grain for them from the region. Meanwhile, Russia has continued its attacks on the Ukrainian port city of Odessa for a second night. Kiev says that a grain and oil... Kiev, bitch! Kiev! It's Kiev! <laughs> Fucking Orwellian newspeak. They <laughs> can fuck right off. Terminal were hit, but Russia says it successfully hit military facilities and ammunition depots. From Moscow, here's Yulia Shapovalova with the reaction from the Russian military. 
We can see how Russia's termination of the grain deal has resulted in some serious consequences as the Defense Ministry has issued a statement addressing all international ships heading towards the Ukrainian ports. At midnight, July the 20th, all ships sailing in the Black Sea and approaching the Ukrainian ports will be considered carriers of military cargo involved in the Ukrainian conflict on the Kiev Of course. Sea. You don't think the British wouldn't do that? <laughs> we've, got, we've got precedent of them doing it. 200 miles around the uh, the Falkland Islands. And uh, they sank anything that came in it. Okay? Um, th that's... Th you escalate war, that's what's going to fucking happen. Now, the issue is, who's going to step in and try to maintain freedom of navigation? They're stepping into a war zone. And um, it could could get out of hand very very quickly the thing is mo a modern ship is just a big sitting duck with respect to um modern missile technology <laughs> hypersonic not hypersonic but uh what are they called cavitating torpedoes that just um <laughs> think they zoom at hundreds of kilometers an hour under the water um there ain't going to be any military naval campaigns just uh, going in there to uh, maintain uh, freedom of navigation. <laughs> Wait, no, how? The Russians will put up stiff resistance. And that, again, that will just drag everyone, everyone into a conflagration. That, uh, yeah, who said it in the chat? Um, you can be sure uh, K26Rs don't have much skin in this game, except for stock options. That's it military named several maritime areas in the northwestern and southeastern parts of the international waters of the Black Sea, which have been declared temporarily dangerous for navigation. With pulling out of the grain deal, Russia meant it wouldn't allow Ukraine to export grain from its ports and provide its ships with safe passage through the Black Sea to Turkey. Plus, earlier, the Kremlin announced that the grain deal had been a cover for Ukraine to deliver weapons into the country. While of course. Of course. What, you think you can check every fucking container on those ships? One after the other? Do me a favor. Ukraine called on Turkey and the UN to continue transportations of its grain. So the Russian side now predicts that it's hardly possible that Ukrainian merchant ships will be escorted by warships of other countries. So the defense ministry's decision may kill a significant part of Ukraine's foreign trade. Reporting from Moscow, Yulia Shapovalova, Al Jazeera. Let's take a closer look at the grain deal signed in June of last year. Ukraine. He's got some top bollocks on air. Bloody hell. And Russia had agreed that ships would be able to depart from three key Ukrainian ports on the Black Sea. Not anymore, bitches. Not anymore. Including Odessa. Turkish, Ukrainian and UN staff monitored the loading of grain to ensure that ships weren't carrying any weapons. The UN says the deal allowed it to transport more than 725,000 tonnes of wheat to help people in need in countries hit by war and extreme weather events. Patrick Butry is a defence and security analyst at the University of Bath. He believes Russia's suspicion that cargo ships are being used to supply weapons is unfounded. Right. <laughs> 
Look at that weak chin, soy drinking lick spittle on the screen right there. He's, these are the types that are deciding your future, folks. We need to rout the institutes of these scumbags um, <laughs> right away. I think, you know, on the face of it, a threat like that is escalatory, uh, but it's aimed at, at, at asserting maximum leverage and it has had an, an impact and a major impact but it's not something that's come completely out of the blue. Um, in terms of the sort of the security risk, essentially, I don't see, and, and again, I'm not a, like a naval insurance expert here, but it, once there's a threat to shipping, um, someone needs to guarantee uh, the, the, either the, the indemnity or the safety of the vessel. Uh, Ukraine will try to do that. I think they've already set up a, a fund and it's been existing for a while to, to try to entice um shipping companies in anyway but i would say with the with, with the threat that russia has now made the, the most likely outcome here is at least in the short term it will kill the deal which was already being strangled anyway it's the interesting thing the way that that has been working is essentially boats are coming out of three different ukrainian ports and they're helped by ukrainian pilots to navigate the minefields in the sea basically laid by both the russians and the Ukrainians, then they get out to a Muslim. Yeah, you can expect a lot more of those uh, little little gems to be bobbing around in that ocean right now. Um, yes. uh, let's see. Um, Aminium says that's a lie. Most of the grain was going to Europe and China. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And again, the... the <laughs> The gaslighting that uh, these organizations give, and you know, Al Jazeera is uh, somewhat of a less, hmm, I don't want to say subverted, but you know, it, it, it has a different editorial line because of uh, it's obviously it's um, Middle Eastern roots. Um, but I guess, I guess they know who pays the bills, Master Point, and then, um, and then, um, sale. To, towards the Bosphorus. And this is all coordinated with the UN and, and Turkey and Russia and Ukraine as observers. And they can check the boats as they go through. So the accusation that Ukraine will be bringing in military hardware on this is dubious, I would say, because- Fuck you, you lion leg spill cunt. <laughs> they must think you've got cunt tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> Jesus. Man, oh man, oh man. And Ukraine was using the grain in exchange for weapons. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> You've got to be some dimwit. Some dim... <laughs> swallowing. Swallowing the poison jizz that those <laughs> nudge units are squirting in, into your face. <laughs> They're fatty cocks. Bloody hell. <laughs> Ran over, but... Uh, anyway, what did I have here? Oh, yes, of course. Um, uh, the Ruskies are uh, now... Um, rehearsing blowing up ships and uh here we have a little port we can watch uh watch some missile action с использованием гранатно-ракетного оружия стрельба произошла успешно условно противник был I'm sorry everything sounds so quiet but you, you it's the youtube clips that are quiet not not me um I've got that jack right up. Sorry, it's it's not my end. It's it's the YouTube. 
كان بيتطوح مدني هذا خطاب الجيش قبل مليون ونص جيش 460 الف فدائي يعني واحد بس بالفدائيين Grain distribution. Oh, all right, I'll bring that up in a second. But um, let's uh, let's go back and did I did did that work? The uh, yes. С использованием гранатового ракетного оружия стрельба произошла успешно. Условно противник был уничтожен. Нанесение ракетного удара по условному противнику. Ходи, учения. Я плит bring up these stats um doo -doo. so black sea grain initiative china spain turkey italy netherlands Let's see, right at the bottom, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Ethiopia, Kenya, all, all getting very, very little bit. Um. Again, this. How are you, Faye? That's poor Blix. <laughs> In Africa. Now starve. They ain't getting any of it, or it's being it's being handled through European agencies, so they can uh, they can take their little slice off the top. Of course, um, it is all a racket, folks. Do not do not be fooled. All right. So, thank you, thank you very much. That was a very informative graphic. All right. So um, maybe Putin has a wobble. Um, Putin put out a clip uh, a day or two ago that was essentially talking about the history. He's, it's a veiled threat towards Poland and the other Lithuania and the other little principalities there that were once part of the Soviet Union. And... Um, well, you could say the Russian Empire, somewhat. Um, but the it's a, it's a long speech. I'm not going to play it all because it's just subtitled. But um, as I was listening to it, I spotted something, and so you know, I, I try try to give as best analysis as I can uh, whilst um, whilst I'm still able to stream. Let's just see if there's anyone willing to uh, stump up support for the stream, uh, or are you all Janet Yellens? <sighs> oh no, uh, Laura, thank you very much. Uh, you can have. Oh, I haven't put my. Um, I haven't put my Gaddafi thing into, but I'll, I'll play that one. 
<laughs> you can you can have a, a pan Arab Chad. Uh, let me let me set that up and then um, let's listen to or watch Pappy Putin. Um, now I want you to watch what would be his left hand, and there is our. Oh, I, I want to say there will be about a minute beforehand of just watching. Watch the left hand, and then what you'll see. I think something called intention tremor, right? And this is something that as you get more and more Parkinson's, as you emerge from the prodromal phase into the uh, the final the final laps around the circuit. Now, you know, I I have it, right? I can sit here and I can't show it's very sort of postural orientated and will depend on what you're doing and you know do i do i have like a resting tremor no but if i hold in certain positions i will start wobbling and with you know postural intent that's why why it's called intention tremor and ah, i can't remember it was about the four minute mark but we'll we'll get some baseline so one of the things that i had to learn <laughs> I was, it was flogged into me as part of my um, PhD was that, you know, you've got to watch the monkey, right? We would we would look for the, the smallest of emergence of um, abnormal involuntary movements, aims. And um, so I'm very, very keyed into these things with respect to uh, monkeys and human beings. And, you know, I can give you a good estimate of where that person is on that slide towards uh ah. it is inevitable mr anderson it is inevitable um the non-youtube clip you played was ear bleed yeah sorry about that um it's because i i trigger stuff off my number pad and uh i got i've got to remember um <laughs> Uh, I'm missing a lot in the chat, obviously. Wait one second. Hang on. Um, I hear science is racist now. Uh, yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, it is, because it, th there is, th the social deconstructionists can't handle the idea of race. Well, except their own, uh, except their own little special interest groups, of course. Anyway, let's uh, let's watch Papi Putin. Elite видят, что так называемая поддержка Украины это по сути дела тупик. Now you see the right arm um, moves very well. The left arm is kept very still. Keep keep that in mind. Пустая, бесконечная трата денег и сил, а по факту обслуживание чужих. Далеко не европейских интересов, интересов заокеанского глобального гегемона, которому выгодно ослабление Европы. Выгодно ему и бесконечное затягивание украинского конфликта. Судя по тому, что происходит в реальной жизни, сегодняшние правящие элиты США именно так и делают. Во всяком случае, в этой логике они действуют. Соответствует ли такая политика истинным, коренным интересам американского народа, это большой вопрос. It's not in the interests of the American people, it's not in the interests of anyone 
<laughs> except except that uh what should we say shiftless internationalist uh trading class вопрос конечно риторический пусть они сами решат однако сейчас огонь войны усиленно разжигается в том числе использовать для этого амбиции лидеров некоторых восточноевропейских государств, которые уже давно превратили ненависть к России, русофобию, свой главный экспортный товар. Yes, русофобия, the, uh, the acceptable, <laughs> acceptable discrimination in the West. The hypocrisy is so, uh, <laughs> it's crunchy, it's so delectable. <laughs> He never moves that. Well, he's going to move that arm, and you will you will see. He's trained, right? It's a look, man. This is a well-honed statesman now, right? And you know he knows that there are certain tells that would give away his um, state, right? Look, <laughs> you don't think they have uh, expert neurologists in Russia? и в инструмент своей внутренней политики. А сейчас они хотят погреть руки на украинской трагедии. В этой связи не могу не прокомментировать то, о чем сейчас было сказано, и появившееся сообщение в прессе о планах создания некоего так называемого кольско-литовско-украинского соединения. То есть речь идет не о каком-то сборище наемников. Их достаточно-то, и они уничтожаются. А именно о регулярном, сколоченном, оснащенном воинском соединении, которое планируется использовать для действий на территории Украины. В том числе для якобы обеспечения безопасности современной Западной Украины. А по сути, если называть вещи своими именами, для последующей оккупации этих территорий. Ведь that, перспектива... Um, very subtle. He's he's working hard to keep the um, the movement under control. I would say you could almost see what could have been the resting tremor-like state that he started to do, and then as he moved his hand, you can see the the tremor emerge. Now, look, I want to say Putin is um, are autists more or less susceptible to Parkinson's? Um, good question. Um, I don't know. It's it's there for it's it's a joy for everyone uh, who makes it past the cancer and heart disease. Do a stream with Alison McDowell, thanks. Um, I would happily speak. I I think Alison does excellent work, and you know her breakdown of how corporations are essentially using um, cognitive neuroscience to nudge and. Um, contain populations is um, exemplary. Uh, I have, I mean, her, her only little black smudge is um, leaping around with people like Andrew Kaufman saying viruses are not real. Um, it, but you know, <laughs> it's just uh, you can't. Again, purity tests are, are no good in this environment right now. Well, I say that. Yes, you need some. <laughs> you need some some filters in place. But um, you know, if there's help, if there's something helpful, um, you shouldn't shouldn't just completely write it off because of some association that's happened in the past. But um, I will just rewind a little bit. Let's 
Have a look at that left hand again. Безопасности современной западной Украины. А по сути, если называть вещи своими именами для последующей оккупации этих территорий. Yep, yep, yep. Nailed on. Now, um, it depends what medications he's on. Um, it depends what surgical interventions have been taken. It, just, it depends on a lot with respect to the progression of the disease. But I want to say he's in his 70s, right? It's par for the course. And look, I have it right now. I'm fucking 50. Okay, and, you know, it can go faster or slower depending on many, many factors. Stress, um, your biology, future insults, current insults to the system. Many, many factors go into play. But um, that, that to me is clear as day. But it's within the range of what I would expect for a man who's in his 70s. It's not that uncommon. He's in far, far better state than Biden, for example. He's still cognitively very lucid. Um, he was pushing his palm into the table to stop it. Um... Subtitle front is pretty rough. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it's doing that. Um, but yeah, why is it? It's, it looks good on my screen. Yeah, I don't know why it's done that. I blame that blick. He's always messing with things. All right. Um, so there, there, there it is. Um, do I do I think that Pappy Putin is going to be? Um, wheelchair bound and having to be spoon fed anytime soon no no he's he's still highly functional and easily easily could squeeze another five ten years out of uh say having having to perform at the highest level right it's not it's not a um it's, again it's just Par for the course. Par for the course. All right. Um, let's see. Why do I want to click that link? Oh, man. To, just to get the chat synced and stuff. It, you have to have so many things open. Oh, but restream won't let me. Okay. Yes, big boy. Finally, finally dying. All right, then you'll try and fix it. Hear that? My kid needs a new graphics card. <laughs> Come on. Where else do you find uh, such uh, such finessed analysis as you as you find here? Oh God, are we still streaming on Rumble? I presume so. Um, 
Big boy. Oh, God. No, don't bring the cat in here, please. Hello, cat. Let's say hello. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. All right. I've got to find where the link is for that. Try to please. So uh, I will find it. Um. Top billing. Um. <laughs> do I need to play that? What is it? Just bleep. E. <laughs> what that is. Um, all right. Oh, is it? Oh. Hello, cat. Hello. You gonna say meow? <laughs> yeah, stay away from my face, you. Yeah, go on, don't let it crawl all over the desk. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, graphics cards. <laughs> my kid needs a new one. Send shekel stat. All right, uh, Mark, uh, five bucks. Thank you very much. Uh, you can have, sir, a. Uh, there we go. Um, right. Let's do this. Uh, why is um, why is social stream so behind? Is it? Ah, I have an old GTX ninety. I can send you if Big Boy isn't too particular. No, he's not particular at all. That would be a significant upgrade. Um, thank you very much, uh, Fugolf Gaffer. Um. I would gladly, gladly receive it. Um, all right. Uh, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Uh, yes. Screaming out. <laughs> I think I might have got the graphics uh, card solved. So uh, just feed that coon, folks. Feed that coon. Uh, links down below. Uh, here is the... Uh, oh. Hashtag. No, not hashtag. Fauci.monster. Go there. McCannDojo.com. Look. You can just click it. There. And uh, it'll open it up. Look, there it is for you. Usury cards, PayPal, GPay, Apple Pay, QR codes, <laughs> anything, anything, just to keep uh, keep the keep the ship afloat, uh, so we don't end up like the Black Sea uh, merchant merchant <laughs> shipping vessels in the coming weeks. All right, so um, proximal implosion uh, is. <laughs> Is in full swing, and um, let's see. Uh, Anderson celebrating the early publishing success of Proximal Origin. We rule tenure secured right there, and the uh, of course this is uh, scientific publications are giving a ranking, and you know you want to make sure you know you get into those. Glamour mags and uh, that significantly jumps your, uh, how should we say, uh, positioning, jockeying for uh, those that want to continue to climb the greasy pole. And we know now that our suspicions, um, look, 
I didn't have suspicions. We knew. I knew it was bullshit right from the very beginning. But it was been, or this has been used as a cudgel. Cuddle to slap down on you lickspittles for questioning your betters. And the um, the simple fact is that they have engaged in scientific fraud. Um, that should be a career-ending move. And as far as I'm concerned, because of the consequences of what has happened over the last three years, anyone, anyone, I don't care who the fuck it is, if they've, if they've gone in on board with listening to the experts in this particular instance when there were such terrible terrible um steps taken to censor those of us who did stand up who did try to speak uh, at the beginning of uh, this craziness to say it ain't right doesn't look right doesn't smell right and it's obviously a lab of origin and then we get further down the path and then <laughs> up, up sprouts the nettles of uh, race-based biowarfare and only very very few uh, tweeted this earlier have grabbed onto that nettle and maintained a hold on it and if they if anyone that you're listening to hasn't done that then then they're not good enough for the job at hand i'm sorry That's, they don't cut it they don't make Tenure. They need to be uh, fired straight away. Check Ethereum. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, oh, thank you very much. Uh, oh, uh, zero point. Oh, let's just say zero point. Zero free Ethereum. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, much, much appreciated. Uh, you can have a. Oh, I was, I was going to get a. Uh... <laughs> I want to play it because it's just so funny. Uh, where's, uh, where's, where's my Pan Arab Chad? Gaddafi gone. Where you gone, bro? Come here. <laughs> I'm lazy. I was climbing mountains yesterday with the uh, Rixie and. Engaged in, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Wait, make this. That one is so badass. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it again for. <laughs> Come back to the beginning. Yeah. What? Wait, wait, wait. What's that say at the beginning there? High level political forum, maybe. Sustainable development. Oh god! Look, look there's that uh, WEF <laughs> advert. <laughs> With some fucking rainbow-coloured hair tart trying to tell you how to live your life. Um, take it away. Take it away, Uncle Gaddafi.
It's such a fucking angry sounding language, man. <laughs> again! <laughs> Do it again! Teach that. Teach that rainbow head, bitch. Put a backer on it. Look at it. Look at it, harlot. Tits half hanging out. Top bollocks for everyone to see. Come on. Come on, Uncle Gaddafi. Sort it out. Brilliant. <laughs> thank you, Uncle Daffy. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, words of wisdom. Much, much appreciated. All right. Where was I? Proximal implosion. Oh, no, no, no. That's in the wrong place. Yeah, sure. Over here. Um, oh, I think I've got to get my tabs messed up. Uh... That one should be here. So <laughs> now everyone can remember that uh, in the in the Senate hearing, Christian Anderson made a point of saying it was a slur against him and his institute's name that uh, he was paid off with respect to his compliance with respect to trying to hide lab origins to hide the fact that the biowarfare medical countermeasures industry is worth billions of dollars and uh, all of them are riding it like a it's going to make a rape joke but uh, i've probably already pushed the boundaries a bit too much in this stream so trying to try to appeal to a more uh, more family friendly crowd. There's lots of people that are cancelling their HBO subscriptions right now as they uh, literally, literally push paedophilia. Um, anyway, so uh, this from The Intercept. Uh, key researchers who testified before the House subcommittee investigating COVID-19 uh, last week misled Congress about the nature of a multi-million dollar grant that was pending at the time they joined a critical conference with Drs. Francis Collins and Anthony Fauci in February 2020, according to the National Institutes of Health documents. The debate over the origin, yada, yada, yada. Um, let's see, get through all that bit quick. Um, yeah, we know about proximal origins. Uh, let's see. Christian Anderson of Scripps Institute, who testified at the hearing, along with uh, Bob Gary of Tulane University, preempted the charge in his opening statement, telling the committee he had no live fundraising requests before Fauci's agency at the time of the call. There is no connection between the grant and the conclusions we reached about the origins of the pandemic. We applied for this grant in June 2019, and it was scored and reviewed by independent experts in November 2019. And Anderson testified, based on the actual timeline of this grant, it is not possible that the merit-based federal grant awarding process was influenced by a call in February 2020. Democrats, including Republican Debbie... <laughs> is that really a name? Dingle. <laughs> ah, that's, uh, that's why I had... Uh, where's that one gone? <laughs> she's... So, um, apparently, uh, I found out She's she's a non-voting uh, member of like U.S. states, like Virgin Virgin Island territories and what have you. The pedo, 
the pedo networks and uh yeah she was uh it's like uh, color me not surprised that she was uh should we say <laughs> rubbing shoulders rubbing shoulders with one jeffrey epstein much like many of the scientists who tried to gaslight you over the last three years folks it's all linked together they're all in there diddling kids and uh hoping that some of that filthy lucre drops down on them for their compliance all right so what's that excluding the possibility that somebody is a time traveller no that is just not possible given the timeline Anderson insisted Gary added I agree both knew that was false and newly uncovered messages indicate Anderson was keenly aware the perception of him among gain of function research advocates such as Fauci hinged on how he responded to the questions of COVID's origins Anderson and Gary did not respond to requests for comment oh imagine my shock Setting aside Dingle's hyperbolic term bribe, the records she pointed to in her questioning undermine Anderson's claim. It is true that by November the grant had cleared the independent review process, but it was still pending final approval from the director, in this case, Fauci. The NIH is clear about its process. Council recommends an application for funding. NIAID makes the final decision. The agency explains. The main NIAID advisory council just recommended an application for funding before we can award a grant. Although the institute makes the final funding decision, the agency goes on. The grant wasn't finalised until May 21st, 2020. In other words, it was on Fauci's desk at the time of the conference call. Anderson's lab announced the funding in a press release in August 2020, nine months after he claimed it was already finalised. The press release describes it as a new $8.9 million grant. The five-year grant awarded by NIAID, part of the National Institutes of Health, will establish the West African Emerging Infectious Diseases Research Centre, bringing together clinicians... Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist and critic of Anderson's, the timing put Fauci and Collins at an extraordinary advantage in their interactions with the scientists. Building the West African Centre had been a long-time goal of Anderson and Gary. Yeah, we know all about their uh, Ebola adventures. <laughs> the post-council administrative review stage plays an especially large role in proposals for multi-investigator centre grants and programme project grants which programmatic fit and programmatic balance are deemed as important as scientific impact. Ebright told The Intercept, Anderson and Gary had a proposal for a centre grant in the post-council administrative review stage in January-May 2020, making them maximally susceptible to pressure from Fauci and Collins. Ebright added that the pending grant proposal would not have needed to have been brought up explicitly on the call or in other conversations. This would have been known to and clear to both the potential grantees, Anderson and Gary, and the potential grantors, Fauci and Collins, on the February 1st, 2020 teleconference call and would not need to be mentioned to be motivational, he wrote in an email. This is true. This is true. This is how it works in science. You know, you curry favour with your peers and they make sure, should you uh, should you be bumping elbows with the Epsteinized networks, that you will rise to the top like the turd in a toilet bowl. 
Indeed, Slack messages between Anderson and other scientists show Anderson was concerned that his inquiry into potential lab leak could get him branded as a crackpot, a concern that had major professional implications given the status of the grant. The House Republican subcommittee investigating the pandemic's origin accidentally released the messages following last week's hearing. I'm wondering how much of that was really accidental. February 2nd, the day after the conference call, and after they had written a first draft of the article that would dismiss the lab leak, Anderson and virologist Andrew Rambau exchanged notes on Slack. At issue was criticism, criticism being directed at the eventual authors of the Proximal Origin paper, Anderson, Gary and Rambo, among them by virologist Christian Drosten, known as Germany's Fauci and Ron Fouchier, an advocate of gain-of-function research. They had both been on the call, with Fouchier making the case against speculating about a lab origin. Fouchier is a controversial figure in the field of virology for his hyper-risky research on bird flu and his aggressive hostility to restrictions on gain-of-function research. That's right, Lick Spills, you've got to let them tinker away in their labs with uh, <laughs> weapons-grade weapons grade pathogens, and you've just got to sit down and take it. And should your grandma be taken out by some rampaging amyloidosis? Well, that's the cost of doing business. Now, back in your kill box. Wonderlimmy says, good day, Doc. Good day to you. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. IC.org confirms shots caused worldwide deaths. Now, um, not going to. Let me copy it. God damn you. Thank you. I aim to please. Censored study. Uh, yes, uh, we've gone through uh, Peter McCulloch's colors, I should say, uh, study. Uh, we did it about two, three streams ago. Uh, where were we? Yes, we were looking at the, uh, <laughs> the dirt and corruption on the Proximal Origins crew. And like I say, it shouldn't stop with them. I, I would take a fucking flamethrower to them and the institutions in a Minecraft way, of course. But uh, they would never, all of it, all of it, they would never, ever work in anything to do with science again were i to have my way well you know if it's difficult to work when you're in a uh should we say prison hard labor prison Uh, Fuchier elaborated his concerns in an email he sent after the call. He was nervous that the group, by even allowing for the remote possibility of a lab leak while elevating natural origin, would make it more difficult to do such risky research in the future. He helped draft the paper, but ultimately urged it not be published. Anderson understood their motivations. Both Ron and Christian are much too conflicted to think about this issue straight to them. The hypothesis of accidental lab leak escape is so unlikely and not something they want to consider. The main issue is that accidental escape is, in fact, highly likely. It's not some fringe theory, Anderson wrote on Slack. I don't think we should reply back on the current thread as he effectively shut down the discussion there. And I think we'll just lead to a shouting match. Christian and Ron made it clear that they think this is a crackpot theory. Around the time of the call, a preprint paper from Obscure Reaches, a researcher was, was uploaded to a scientific platform. Is that... Um, which one is that? That Harvard to the Big House or... 
Oh, no, that's Pradnan. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, uncanny similarity between HIV and SARS-CoV-2. Imagine my shock. 8KLM is right. Scientists for profit. Scientists for profit, indeed. And I find it so, so repulsive. And like I, I did my stint at the coalface, and you know I managed to. I was I was happy if I could do my work, right? I wasn't um, I wasn't going out and uh, brown nosing it uh, for, <laughs> for institute brownie points, and uh, again climbing up that greasy pole. And you know again the the system is so rotten. Right, that anyone, anyone who's in it and is literally holding it up or supporting it in any manner or fashion, again, they've got to go. <laughs> Wipe them out. Take them out. Make them vacate that lab space. And you know what? I would, uh, I would be looking to hire new, new PhDs. All right? Trim down the labs, um, postdoc levels, Cut it all out. Give them some responsibility. Don't let them. Don't give them the, the full money hose, and then see who can crawl out of that and produce data year on year. And you know when when they can't afford a lab, can't afford ghost riders, etc. It's coming off the back of the individual who's doing it, or the individuals who are taking part in the work. Lab origin would have reduced infected population too much for the behavior modification to affect enough of the economy to meet austerity goals in addition to the blowback. Um, Hammerston, I agree with you 100%. You know, the question is, what type of lab origin are we talking about? And the simple fact of the matter is that once you crawl past, once you crawl past the... Uh, <laughs> The back and fro of uh, scientist on scientist as they duke it out for the who was right over lab origins. What you're not doing, you're not looking at the most important thing, which is how much of it was part of biowarfare research. How seriously should we take the fingerprints that are in there with respect to advantageous polymorphisms now in my book we should be taking those things just as seriously as lab origin perhaps more so because that's that's the direction we're headed down and we need to bump the brakes now and clear out all those institutions and then and then with our big sticks that we do have right instead of going for fucking resource wars to enrich biden and his cronies right start holding people to account right you've you've got infrastructure that can uh, generate biowarfare agents and uh, you're not amenable to inspection or well, fuck you we're coming in and we're coming in hard <laughs> after after we've moabbed all those institutes at a time of our choosing. Uh, Chris has said, speaking of lab space, any plans?
plans for putting those vials of yours into McKernan type studies? Yes, it's in the works right now. Um, I will update you when um, when it's moved forward. But look, we have our answer. Usually, again, I've said this before. You know, I I got taught some wise words by my uh, PhD supervisor that were wise words given to him from his excellent pedigree there, which is that usually if you get things lined up right, first thing that you see that looks statistically significant is the same thing that you will see again and again. And we've already seen it. Now, you know, what can we bring to the table? Well, you know, they're sealed and cold chained. So it's difficult to um, claim that it would be added after the fact. Uh, let's see. Uh, they weren't about Pradnan, of course. Uh, the paper was quickly withdrawn and is not today considered credible, but at the time it caused a cert. And it is credible. Sorry, it is credible. It came up on Slack. I just had a phone call from Mark Perkins at Who, and who was asking me about the HIV paper. The director general had rung him and wanted to know if it was true. Told Mark it was complete bollocks and why it was, but Twitter is going crazy. Rambal wrote on Slack. Like I say, they tried everything to play it down, to make it sound. <laughs> Licks, Beatles! You stop looking at those uh, nucleotide sequences. How dare you? Tony Fadge called me yesterday afternoon with the exact same question and I gave him the exact same answer. Anderson responded, bolding the words. It's really disturbing. We have to explain away that paper. It's complete and utter bollocks. My fear is that the likes of Christian and Ron put the question that's being asked here into the same category. I'm pretty sure by now they think I'm a complete crackpot. It's unclear from Anderson's wording if by they he meant Drosten and Fauci, Fauci and Collins or all of them. As they all aligned on the issue, the most plausible reading of the message is that Anderson is referring to Fauci and Collins because in his prior sentence he noted that Drosten and Fauci were attacking the lab leak theory with as much further as others had attacked the HIV bollocks. Anderson's acknowledgement is crucial to understanding his mindset as he went from warning that the virus appeared to have emerged from a lab to claiming loudly the exact opposite. If Fauci believed Anderson was a crackpot who was sceptical of gain of function off research, it's reasonable to think such a belief would influence Fauci's pending funding decisions. This is true. This is true. They're done now, or they should be done. Right? They should be thinking up contingency plans right now because the next stop is fucking Amazon Warehouse. Let's see if anyone's uh, chipping in. Chip in for the kids' graphic card. Go on, you tight asses. You're all Janet Yellens, except for except for the same people. <sighs> all right. Uh, let's see. Fauci, yeah, we did that. Fauci was and remains an outspoken supporter of such research, even arguing a decade earlier that its benefits were worth the risk of a pandemic. That's right, Lickspittles, all that pain you went through for the last three years was worth it. Hey. 
Rambo continued on the theme. Ron had me clocked as an anti-goth fanatic already, although my primary concern is that these experiments are done in cat-free labs. Interesting, Anderson responded. I'm all for goth experiments. I think they're really important. However, performing these in BSL-3 or less is just completely nuts. He continued, I've evolved a bit on this point regarding the benefits of goth research. I used to think they're really important, but I'm actually not so sure anymore. I thought it was really important that we understood whether, for example, avian influenza could be transmissible between humans and importantly, which steps and how many would be needed to be involved. But honestly, I'm not so sure that type of knowledge is at all actionable. While, of course, being exceptionally dangerous, it only takes one stake. Anderson returning to the question of COVID's origin repeated that natural selection and accidental release are both plausible scenarios, explaining the data and a priori should be equally weighed as possible explanations. The presence of a Furian cleavage, a posteriori, the Furian cleavage site was the characteristic of the virus that the scientists thought was indicative of engineering or other lab origin. Moves me slightly more towards accidental release, but it's well above my pay grade to call the shots on a final conclusion. In fact, Anderson would be listed as the lead author on the conclusive paper. Rambo responded by warning of the geopolitical fallout of such claim, given the shit show that would happen if anyone serious accused the Chinese of even accidental release. My feeling is we should say that given there is no evidence of a specifically engineered virus, we cannot possible distinguish between natural evolution and escape. So we are content to with ascribing it to natural processes. What a dim-witted form of fucking thinking, man. Wow. <laughs> so, um, we know this story. We've done it a million times already. Did that, did that, and... Um, <laughs> there's... Yeah, I, I want to... Uh, I'll put, just put this in. There's uh, just a very um, nice little graphic doing the rounds now. Um, just with how um, how much the people behind the front tip of the spear of the Institute and Orthodox model were um, talking in the backgrounds of how much it was credible that there was or is a lab origin. And again, once you cross that Rubicon, then you got to step into the domain of bio-warfare. And... Many, many people will not go there, I'm afraid. Oh, viruses are real. Clams can't spread. Everything. It was all ventilation. And it's because they don't want to bite down on where it really goes. That's simple. And look, look. With this type of technology, you could put that type of fingerprint in there that points towards Ashkenazi involvement. Again, hashtag not all Ashkenazi, but uh, some who understood the significance maybe, right? Load, load the dice, as it were, just to make sure that they escaped relatively unharmed compared to the others. That gives them evolutionary advantage over generations that's how you have to think uh, da, 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 da. are we are we still streaming quiet uh paul good to see you um uh, but like i say but we've 
we've done this subject to death, right? If you've been paying attention to me at all for the last three years, it was obvious it was a lab origin, and then I had to, I had to take on board the evidence and accept the fact that yes, bio warfare was a far, far bigger part than it needed to be, that it had moved out of government laboratories into the institutes and c'est la vie, as they say. Uh, let's see. Broke back, Brendan. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, what's that comment? Why don't I see all of them? The whole terrain theory, imaginary virus thing was mainly pushed by people selling supplements. Yes. Yes. Of course. Um, if that's why Canada's trying to ban supplements. Well, that, that the ban on supplements is something that's been going on for decades. Right? Um, I take supplements. Um, I take them because, you know, there's, uh, I can see the trajectory painted for myself. You know, it's not like I want to sprint it to the end. And if there's a chance that taking supplementation might just give me a few years of quality of life before they have to crack open my skull like I would a monkey's and stick in deep brain stimulating probes. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So, uh, Send shekels to the dog so he can maintain his uh, supplement habit and his expensive, expensive vaping habit. I have very, very little demands in this world, but um, let's see. Are they teaching young scientists to look to authority rather than question data versus dominant paradigm? You can just see in the sea of, again, <laughs> terrible, terrible levels and just the caliber of PhDs that are coming forward. What, Bob Brush Wilson is the voice of uh, Institutes? Ian Copeland is the, uh, is the man to settle the uh, controversies around. Uh... And then you've got all the ones that kept quiet, all the ones that just tried their very best to uh, Keep under the radar, but that wasn't a time to stay under the radar. That was a time to step forward. And if you didn't step forward, as far as I'm concerned, you forfeited your positions. Gone. Done. Out of here. <laughs> Plenty of grifters in the supplement world. Yes. Yes. Um, there are. And... Is you know is what it is. Um. All right. <laughs> now, look, I give Ebola Chan a bunch of stick, right? I do. But this tweet she did was pretty funny. I didn't like her. No, I don't like her. But again, um, it's limited hangout material. These people meticulous in how they organize stuff and 
uh, and Matt Ridley is a voice of the British establishment. And the fact that they played down by warfare tells me they haven't gone back on that. They're still pushing their book. They're still doing all the all the circuits with respect to oh lab accident. That's not good enough now. Sorry. Sorry. Doesn't work. But <laughs> this is a Feb 12, 2020 draft figure. <laughs> the letter that would become Proximal Origin. That's right. Bob Gary depicted Peter Dazak of EcoHealth Alliance as the person that acquired the human adapted pandemic virus in a lab. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. Change to generic rodent with question mark, says Robert Gary, or change any other aspect as well, even fat Peter. <laughs> Props to those scientists. Look, they're, they're sunken ships as far as I'm concerned, but yeah, at least they had uh, some sense of humor. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was this one? Jicky Leaks. Uh, oh, yeah, just um, Bat Bum Eddie. So this this tweet talking about um, I don't know what the first is. Pure coincidence. The no shower since Thursday will serve as evidence in case you need. Proof. Great job, lads. No, it means. Well, that's suspicious. He comes back 15 minutes after I submit a natural phenomenon. I'm not sure we can exclude the hypothesis of deliberately engineered possibility shirking. Anyway, it's done. Sorry, the last bit had to be done without you. Pressure from on high. We need to know what that high is. Go in, root it out. Be like, uh, I need that on the soundboard. Clip that little video bit of where they, where they flamethrower the, the pillbox in Saving Private Ryan. Let burn! Don't shoot! Let burn! Let burn! <laughs> right, so more, it's more proximal implosion. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Ramples office building uh, did burn one day after referring Fauci for prosecution. Whether it is pure coincidence or an act of arson, two possible explanations. Senator Ramples office was burned in a fire that broke out in Bowling Green, Kentucky on early Friday morning. The fire follows one day after the Kentucky senator referred Dr. Anthony Fauci, former director of the National Institute for Infectious Disease, for prosecution to the Department of Justice. <laughs> What do we call it? Jewish lightning. <laughs> Striking twice. <laughs> What's this? Now, I've got, I, I don't want to revel too much, but we've got a Shahid. July 5th, Princeton, New Jersey. 10-year-old Kelsey Morand, daughter of J&J &J COVID-19 vaccine executive. Mike Morand died suddenly from a seizure. 
She began having seizures on July 1st and flatlined for 20 minutes. She was intubated, continuing having seizures, and died July 5th. Um, tragic loss. But again, the true believers um, will offer up their young to Moloch, I'm afraid. Now look, maybe I'm offering up the young to Moloch. I don't know. I'm, I'd, I'm not giving my kids a high fidelity copy multiple times of a cytoneurotoxic peptide especially one that's got biowarfare written all over it not doing it so we salute that young shaheed we thank her for sequestering her carbon and uh, making sure that her father can maintain his prominent position at the pig trough um, oh, look at this. <laughs> What's this? Another Shahid. Wait. A uh, 22 year old YouTube influencer, Hanafel Ham, died suddenly from a seizure. Akbar! Another Shahid. <laughs> Another Shahid. Dang, man. I feel like, feel like a dirty old man now. <laughs> She's 22 years old. She's of age, right? <laughs> she's a little hottie. Um, she's not carrying much in the top bollocks department, but, uh, you know, can't have it all. All right. Um, good news on the horizon. BlackRock shifts in government governance leaves ESG foes hungry for more. Um, a series of recent moves by BlackRock, including bringing a top Saudi oil executive on its board, seems like steps likely to appease Republicans who have blasted the asset manager over why they say, or what they say, are woke ESG policies. Um, apparently don't bet on it. BlackRock's appointment of Saudi Aramco CEO, Amin Nasser, to its board, along with plans to give US investors more voting power at shareholders' meetings and eschew that term ESG, aren't going to stop those fighting against investment decisions tied to a company's environmental, social and government policies, consultants and lawyers say. In fact, they say the move olden critics. On January... Yeah, I'm not listening to ESG bollocks for seven minutes. <laughs> but, but, um, there may be actual movement in that domain. The rise and fall of the chief diversity officer. Diversity executives hit the exits as company priorities shift. Everything is a battle. Indeed, everything is a battle. And they have been given a, uh, how should we say, a leg up. A leg up by soy drinking, masculated, ballless men who were put into these uh, institutes and... Um, didn't do their job, basically. And uh, the simple fact is, is that ESG, um, diversity, etc., it's a female thing. It's something that's driven by, I don't know, there's a woman's sense, innate sense of things need, needing to be fair, which is excellent, right? It's what you want. When you've got a mother looking after siblings, right? You've got to make sure that one doesn't feel neglected over the other. Does that behavior pan out at a 
national, transnational level with corporations that are designed for or meant to be for one thing only, which is the pursuit of profit for the benefit of its stakeholders. And the simple fact is, it's, it doesn't work. It may, it may resonate in the ivory towers and the executive boards now, but most people are sick of it. And now they're literally targeting children aggressively means that the gloves come off and i hope that these companies wither and die on the vine and i hope all these toxic sacks of estrogen wither on the vine as well and they never ever get the chance to spit out more of their shitty spawn so that we have to suffer their machinations no more no how should we have to abide by the insanity that is estrogen drunk on power. <laughs> Do I need to read this? They're going. Two years ago, Chief Diversity Officer, oh God, two years ago, Chief Diversity Officers were some of the highest hires in executive ranks. Now they increasingly feel left out in the cold. Companies including Netflix, Disney and Warner Brothers Discovery have recently said that high-profile diversity, equity and inclusion executives will be leaving their jobs. Thousands of diversity-focused workers have been laid off since last year. and Some companies are scaling back. Racial justice commitments. Oh my God. Diversity, equity and inclusion or DEI jobs were put into crosshairs after many companies started re-examining their executive ranks during the tech sector's shakeout last fall. Some chief diversity officers say their work is facing additional scrutiny since the Supreme Court struck down affirmative action in college admissions and companies braced for potential legal challenges. DEI work has also become a political target. So fucking right, it's become a political target. You start using the weapons of mass communication to assault children and their minds and the minds of their parents and gaslight them into the most nefarious of behavioral patterns that just are a rapid elevator decline down into insanity you better fucking believe it's going to be a battle now one I hope that we can win with um, voices and snarky humour and memes rather than guns and bullets but it's only so many parents that are going to put up with their kids coming back genitally and psychologically mutilated by these monsters sorry they they may well exist but there's such a tiny fraction of the distribution curve that is the human human condition that they have no it should be weighted to their proportion and that means that they have little it's not worth corporations spending hundreds of millions and losing billions of dollars because of their policies. And it's, it's rotted science. For sure. I, I said, burn it all down. Let it burn. Let it burn and then 
pour gasoline on the ashes and light it on fire again. Right. What did I have next? I don't know if I'll get to the science. I'll get to part three of amyloids at some point. US military confirms uh, myocarditis spike after COVID vaccine vaccination. Um, let's see. There were 275 cases of myocarditis in 2021, 151% spike from the annual average from 2016 to 2020, according to Gilbert Cisneros, Undersecretary of Defense for Personal uh, for Personnel and Readiness, who confirmed data revealed by a whistleblower this year. COVID-19 vaccine can cause myocarditis, a form of heart inflammation. The diagnosed data comes from Defense Medical Epidemiology Database. Mr. Cisneros provided the rate of cases per 100,000 person years, a way to measure risk across a certain period of time. In 2021, the rate was 69.8 among those with prior infection, compared to 21.7 among those who had been vaccinated. This suggests that it was more like, yeah, so more, the vaccine is more likely to, uh, the infection is more likely to cause myocarditis. Um, but again, <laughs> You don't, um, if, if your medical therapy intervention has the risk of myocarditis, it should never see the light of day. That used to be the world that I lived in. <laughs> Not this one. Um, no figures were given for members who have been vaccinated but were also infected. The total rate, 20.6, also indicates that some members weren't included in the subgroup analysis. Again, um, these are... Um, Figures and data that will have to be poured over for years and years and years and looked at by people who <laughs> don't have the institutional perverse incentives to look in one particular direction. And had, had there been other interventions on the on the table you maybe wouldn't have seen that 60.9 per 100,000 in infected we don't know what we know is that they pushed everything towards gene transfection technology it was experimentation uh let's see just watch gaslight tonight with ingrid bergman charles boyer joseph cotton uh, bravo lloyd um, all right, so I'll get to this, the final piece before I'll, any, any motivation, <laughs> any motivation to do, uh, amyloids, alpha synuclein. No, <laughs> fucking not. So, yeah, I ain't doing it. <laughs> You'll have to do without, but we'll have a look at this. RFK running up against... J-banger, how should we say, supremacism in their victimhood. It's their victimhood which has to be elevated above all other victimhood, you anti-Semites. And um, I'm very, very glad that we are how should we, seeing this backwards and forwards right now. And... You know, look, you're going to put me in front of these people. I'm not I'm not going to be as diplomatic as RFK is. 
right? It'd just be a a stream of expletives, right? But here he's um he's taking the accusations from uh, the exorcist woman, uh, Wasserman Schultz, and um, providing evidence showing how these people again will distort. What did he call it? Active active propaganda, something like that. Targeted propaganda, maybe. But point being that the issue around race-based weaponry, um, all of it, the, the blasé way in which medical countermeasures are, uh, shall we say, facilitated through the research ecosystem. Right, such that people can jockey and position themselves so that they can get their bit at the trough. Look, I was just the same and you know, I would have had, uh, had Allah himself not intervened. I may still be sitting on the other side of that equation having filtered into uh, what looks like a very, very dangerous trajectory that we're on with respect to full spectrum dominance with respect to behavioral for analysis but it didn't went a different way and in a, in a way i'm kind of relieved um that i i can sit here <laughs> and wave my uh, pointed shitty stick at all these people and say I know what it is that you're doing and what you're trying to get away with Whoa. good catch there um, you know, Doc's uh, abnormal involuntary movements almost cost him his vape there alright the accusation in discussing COVID public health measures you made light of the genocide against Jewish people by saying and I <laughs> is that true? She hired uh, Pakistani nationals, the Arwan brothers, as IT techs for the Democratic members of Congress. No shit. Wow. <laughs> Hashtag, they always, always come through, folks. Always. I quote, even Hitler's Germany, you could cross the Alps to Switzerland, you could hide in an attic like Anne Frank did. What we're saying today is what I call turnkey totalitarianism. It's a great way of describing it. Great, great way. And look, the simple fact is that, again, as we were looking at Putin, what I was doing was analyzing the emergent behaviors as networks become dysregulated so that we could make predictions about when certain behaviors would emerge now look there's a we say there's a degree of neural abnormalities that come with some of the most heinous of crimes obsessive compulsive behavior thinking or rumination etc etc and we, I was <laughs> leading the charge to be able to uh, develop those systems so that we could um, tune the delivery of uh, stimulation or whatever, any, any intervention that would um, 
that deviate you from that uh, behavioral trajectory that you would go down. And that is going to be and probably already is because it's far, far easier to do it with humans. <laughs> All of you leaping round in front of your connects in front of your TV were feeding that information into the into the machine and they've they've got it all right um rfk should speak with high volume more often he speaks far more clear clearly yes yes um yes i know uh Houstonic did um much research on the r1 brothers and their links to i have no doubt of have <laughs> Um, ISI, Pakistani Intelligence Services, I think that's what they're called, right? Um, of course, of course. Um, all, it's all at play. <laughs> Again, it's 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 part of the yin and yang of the universe that those things exist, and they're just you know the black has just bleeded into the white a little bit too much, so we've got to um, head into the dark as it were, to um, balance it out. That's that's the situation we're in. Uh, let's see. Those damn RM bros disappeared after they were shown to have access to large swathe of Congress computers and networks. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> anyway, let RFK rebut. Rebut that bitch. They are putting in place all of these technological mechanisms for control we've never seen before. It's been the ambition of every totalitarian state from the beginning of mankind to control every aspect of behavior, of conduct, of thought, and to obliterate dissent. Yes. 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 And, uh, look, man. I don't think they need trodes in your brain for most people. Now, you know, the worst of the worst are the kiddie diddlers, uh, the rapists, the murderers, etc. The, uh, what should I say, the, the financial rapists, um, the usury mongers who can think of nothing else. Perhaps they need a direct. Uh, Cranial grey matter intervention, maybe. But most of you can just be nudged along with your information feeds and the uh, messaging that they can pump out and you absorb. doesn't need to go direct into your brain. You just have to look at it and read it and they start grabbing you and pushing you in a particular direction. But RFK is right here. And like I say, I've been as harsh a critic on him as I have. I'm I'm a harsh critic. I'm a hard man, please. But when I see someone doing something that is firing in the right direction, I'm not going to come up and knife them in the back right now. <laughs> it would be a stupid thing to do. We have moved. We have moved from my, I don't know, the point of why I've, I've been doing this, right, trying, screaming at people why, what, what they were up to and how they were up to it. And now it's been dragged into the 
full the full rough and tumble of the US presidential race. And RFK picked up that rifle and charged straight into that minefield. And so I'm gonna follow, right? <laughs> all the time. All the time that I can see oh, fuck you. Are we still streaming? Power cup, folks. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me just get set back up. Just bear with me. Ow. Ow. Ah. Have no movements. All right, all right. Still up on Twitch. Can hear. Okay. There, put that there, and I, I'll wrap it up. But let's say it's uh, <laughs> the house is hot. Uh, some machines are running hot. Um, send shekels so the doc can run his <laughs> get get big fuse board. <laughs> You're supposed to see. Hey, listen, I had to go to the toilet. <laughs> no, it's it's my own, folks. Not not everything is a. Uh, um, The, the tendrils, right? Oh, we're going to have to deal with... None of them have been able to do it. They didn't have the technological capacity. They do now. <laughs> Even in Hitler, Germany, you could, you could cross the Alps into Switzerland. You can hide in an attic like Anne Frank did. I visited in 1962 East Germany with my father and met people who had climbed the wall and escaped. So it was possible. Many died drilling it, but it was possible. Today, the mechanisms are... Oh, oi vey! <laughs> don't, uh... Please don't go diminishing the, uh, the pain and suffering of the Jewish people. Oh, no! It's only they that suffered the worst. They had the worst, guy. Don't you ever forget it. Now, bow down! <laughs> it's that time travelling, Henry. <laughs> Ah, <sighs> man. And he's right. I love that phrase, turnkey totalitarianism. That's what you've got. Because they're grabbing all the data, right? And when they decide to put their PD glare onto you, the debanking will come. The deplatforming will come. I can attest to that. Speaking about the issues that he's been speaking about, I've been pushed through all those mechanisms, trying to shape 
my behavior, trying to nudge me in a particular direction. But no, <laughs> you know, I ain't doing it. No way, no how. Never! <laughs> uh, let's see. People were in and out of East Germany all the time. Smuggling was rife and lucrative. Indeed. Indeed. Um, the, like I say, this, this pearl clutching about, oh my God, only the Jewish people, no pain. <laughs> only they, only they could know what, <laughs> what true totalitarianism is, as they imbibe on their own supremacist eschatology. <laughs> Go in. You don't know our suffering. Oh, oy vey. Being put in place, and we'll make it so none of us can run, and none of us can hide. Look. Broke back Brenda may be a closet homo faggot, right? But he was right about one thing. That... Israeli tech sits at much of the heart of this technological infrastructure. Now, you could argue that they're just operating in a uh, the free market where they um, people want to buy these products, right? A surveillance camera is not illegal hardware, etc. It's um, people can buy it, but it's it's the intent that comes with it i guess and you know <laughs> want to know what a smart city looks like in the not too distant future ask a palestinian they'll tell you <laughs> you'd be walled in and your face and biometrics everything down to the way that you walk and talk will be used as identifiers to make sure that you're not a troublemaker that you will comply to their authority uh -oh. the speaker is going we've got godzilla warning going on you can't hear it i can <laughs> young turks blob i hate him <laughs> he looks like a fucking toad there <laughs> Now, it's interesting because Snowden at one point said uh, in his original interview with The Guardian that, look, they, the NSA has set up turnkey totalitarianism, that if they want to, they can just flip the switch and they've got all of our info. And fascinating enough, the guy who confirms that is the former head of the NSA, Michael Hayden. He goes on TV this weekend. Now, let's show you video C-15 here and see how he's confirmed it. This is no one's proposal, all right? But you've got this metadata here. It's now queried under very, very narrow circumstances. If the nation suffers an attack, there are other things you could do with that metadata. There are other tools. So in that kind of an emergency, perhaps you would go to the court and say, in addition to these very limited queries, we're now allowed. And now they're not going to the courts. Now the executive orders are in place. Just to, we've watched it happen in real time over the last three years. And it will only get worse. Lick spittles. What are you going to do? Now, 
I think, I think the way out of this is mass non-compliance. <laughs> Do not go along with their programs. Crash their system economically. I don't know <laughs> what that looks like, but um, the French are pretty good at it. They're well honed at, um, you know, summer months, time for a holiday. <laughs> Just uh, shut the country down for a month, right? And uh, there's a particular class of people who will get rather miffed that their, uh, how should we say, the flow of money isn't happening like they predict. Let's see, trying with loudspeaker will call you by name to put on your mask outdoors in public, yes. <laughs> to do, we actually want to launch some complex algorithms again. The most likely and dangerous uh, measure is surveillance. <laughs> Look, right, I've watched, I've watched uh, Yuval Nohar Harari on Lex Friedman, and the thing is, I found myself nodding in agreement with much of what he was saying. It was this, uh, it was his appeals to, uh, don't look at cabals, don't look at special interest groups and members of the tribe who are part of those special interest groups. Oh God, Licksville, don't go there. We're now seeing mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Hammerstein says, when the proletariat can be replaced by software, what leverage do people have? Um, the fact that you are a living, breathing human being and on mass, these people are still scared shitless of you now of course they could unleash weapons that we can barely comprehend on you to try to whittle away your numbers but you will always always have the edge because they're they're such the managerial class is so small and it you know it shrinks and shrinks and shrinks as you get higher and higher up the uh the ladder just i mean it's it's all infiltrated by um degenerates and worshippers of mammon now the, the at some point you have to set fire to the field right to those weeds they're just getting too out of control it's too much work to take the uh weed whacker to them right so just set it on fire plow it over and start again and i think that's that's the point that we're at right now and the way that you set it on fire is to not comply do you you really need that job i mean i know some people do i know many 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 are hand to mouth day by day week by week i am i just have the luxury of just not having huge huge overheads and debt right i can survive on basically what people throw at me in terms of pennies in my little cup that i rattle 
day by day. And withdraw from that system as much as possible. I don't think it would take that much. I don't think it would take the whole country to turn it upside down. You know, I can remember the miners' strikes in the UK. I mean, that they just numbered it in the thousands and they were... They, they caused significant problems for government powers. Poll tax riots were pushed back against. They do not like civil unrest. Now, look, I get it. We're in an age where they're going to be, <laughs> again, even your face covering probably ain't going to help you when they can grab you by gate analysis right? and every other um, aspect with respect to tracking. But you've just got to make it such that the numbers are so high that it's impossible to come and grab everyone. And as soon as they start grabbing people, you just get back out on the streets again. Start dismantling all that wretched street furniture that they... <laughs> And stick everywhere as a reminder to you that you, Lixmill, you've got to stay on the pavement. <laughs> right now, the longshoremen here in BC are still on strike. Yes. Um, let's see. Hamilton says, I was loaded, by the way. I went full hermit, fully withdraw support of the system. It sucks. Yeah, man, it's going to fucking suck. It sucks not having money and uh, to not have the, um, I don't know, to just do the things that you take for granted, right? And But you've got to, what is it worth to you? And uh, Harari's uh, peer group are looking to capitalize on it. In, in ways that are, like I say, you don't fully comprehend them at the moment. Got a pretty good idea how that, how it looks. And, yeah, <laughs> fight tooth and nail, not to, not to, or to make sure that, you know, you can't stop progress, right? It's going to be paradigm shattering technologies, etc., and coming faster and faster. That much is obvious. Um, but um, <laughs> just uh, make sure the machines don't win. <laughs> That's all. Watch Terminator more. The problem was all the friends and family happily compliant. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet. Above all, they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? This is, of course, necessary to deal with the epidemic. <laughs> is it? Is it? I'm not so sure about that, Yuval. I'm not so sure. I think he speaketh with forked tongue. But if this remains in the long run, there is a danger of establishing new, unprecedented totalitarian regimes. Because if you constantly gather biometric information on people, what's happening inside their body, that can create a much more dangerous dictatorship than anything we've seen before in history. 
you floated a baseless conspiracy theory that the coronavirus was bioengineered to target Caucasians and black people, but to spare Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese people. Um, again, she's distorting what the science actually says. But again, there's, there are these propensities there that can be extracted via the data that look like a fingerprint that you would put in were you someone capable of engineering peptides at that level. Why is the Furin cleavage site suboptimal? Hmm? People. Mr. Kennedy, your bizarre, unproven claim echoes that same historic slander of labeling Jews and Chinese people as a race. No. <laughs> they are racist. Chinese are a distinct ethnic group. And, you know, it gets kind of blurry around the edges as you move from uh, geographic location to geographic location. But we can cluster these groups, these different racial phenotypes now look are they all homo sapiens yes um but they're all different right and that's how god intended it to be and ideologues like exorcist face here have no right to be wiping out the goddamn abnormal involuntary movements nearly lost my mouthpiece there um the what was I saying? Oh yes, the the by trying to gaslight people into thinking that reality isn't what it actually is, that there's no such thing as race, then you're building a fictive reality, right? Whilst you can be sure that Miss Wasserman Schultz absolutely engages in racial supremacy but it's just her favored type okay and <laughs> just again everyone's just got to put their card down on the table and just say okay this is this is the actual baseline of reality the biological reality of what we have to deal with and this is the potential that's coming with this technology and it's not even something that was um it's new it was talked about decades ago as recombinant biology began to emerge as this ability to start engineering genes was um, theoretically and practically possible and then here we are and what they're hoping is is that you do not want you don't understand this technology at this fundamental level and you make miscoordinated analyses of reality such that you th think or believe what she's saying with respect to there can't be races because as an uh, from her ideological position there can't be um except for those that are <laughs> the white man the oppressive white man and his patriarchy um don't again don't let these people fool you do not let them gaslight you etc etc so um let's see the rebuttal to um the rather clumsy um accusation that exorcist face pulled right here and that jews and in this case chinese people somehow managed to avoid a deadly illness that targets other groups for death you do see that yes 
And again, I would say <laughs> incapacitation better. <laughs> you unleash a uh, an agent like that and let all the um, chips fall where they may. Yeah, of course, you're going to get some some deaths. Right? Um, it's there. You can see it in the data. And again, not all of it is um, ventilators and remdesivir. It's not. <laughs> you can look through that data and and see it. Did they did they leverage those things to make sure that they could pull off the uh, the type of or, or the totalitarian tiptoe to turnkey totalitarianism? Of course, of course. And woe betide, woe betide you should you speak up about it to get in the way of their plans. Yeah, and those goddamn Finnish, the racial supremacism. <laughs> or no. You're misstating. No, 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 no. Uh, you I, are... quoted, I quoted what you said earlier, and it, it is directly what you said. So just ask me. Uh, yes no, no? I, was, I was describing an NIH-funded study. No, 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 you didn't cite any. I was, as, I was describing an NIH... <laughs> Shut it, bitch! <laughs> Imagine having to wake up to that, lads. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd be, uh, how should we say, <laughs> buying extra pillows and, uh, you know, just falling asleep. Uh, just, you know, as, as one slip down. <laughs> H-funded study by Cleveland Clinic Reclaiming scientists. my time. Reclaiming my time. You did, did not you... reference. Oh, God. She's got the... Uh... That sassy black woman vibe about her. <laughs> ah! Oh. <laughs> How fucking irritating. Reclaiming. Published in USC Mr. Medical, Chairman, which is one of Dang, she's got quite the Jufro as well, right? <laughs> Hilarious. Time is mine. I'm reclaiming it. Please ask the witness to stop talking. You Check, check that schnoz as well. Um, <laughs> we can uh, surely uh, take bets. High probability. <laughs> this uh, K26R. Polymorphism right there. Ask me a question. COVID-19, there's an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races disproportionately. The, uh, the, 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 the races that are most immune, immune to COVID-19 are because of the, of the structure of the... Uh, there we go. Um, I don't want to say it was uh, NIH study, but I'm wrong. I want to, I want to say, maybe I'm just thinking because it was in BMC, it's a British institution. But um, yes. New insights into genetic susceptibility of COVID-19 and ACE2 trans water membrane polyserine blah blah blah. Um, the, the simple fact is that 
the areas of the spike which look particularly egregious or, or were the first sort of indicators that of a lab origin construct just happened to be the areas where the Ashkenazi have advantageous polymorphisms in two places, right? So I'm not sure about the Finnish propensity for um, the transmembrane serine protease. Um, I, th I think maybe the ACE2, you know, it's, again, it's a messy target, but the way you increase your chances is you, you, you increase the areas that are f highly functional to the infection cycle such that you um, you would be limited or, or have less exposure to the agent itself. That's that's what we're talking about. That's what needs dragging onto the table, and um, the and you can look. There's a poverty issue, etc. Why did uh, did Africa just not suffer because? I don't know. They're all taking hydroxychloroquine every every week. Um, ivermectin. Um, again, these are these are all questions that need asking, and um, people like Wasserman Schultz want to shut down that discussion. Trying to close it down because it breaks their ideology. It's an ideology that's being used to cudgel you into submission such that this turnkey totalitarianism is easier to instantiate. And there are some people who think that they're going to, uh, how should we say, make good out of such systems. The genetic structure, genetic differentials among different races of the, of the receptors of the ACE2 receptor. Um, COVID-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and, uh, and, uh, and uh, black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and, uh, and Chinese. All the time, Israel has ambiguity with respect to its nuclear biological chemical warfare setups. They should be sitting high, high up on the suspect list. I say, might not be the countries, might be some fucking transnational, I don't know, some ancient fucking Babylonian Talmudic, I don't know what, right? But it's suspicious. And right now, he should be having the fucking 400 yard stare with respect to anything, anything that looks like it can be used as part of that totalitarian system. No doubt the COVID-19 pandemic has affected African... Josie says, I hear that Finland has uh, the advantageous polymorphism too. Yes, they do. But they also have a lot of um, overlap with uh, Asia, funnily enough. And I don't know how much of that, you know, is that the um, Laplanders, right? And Mongol types. Maybe, maybe. But when it happens twice in areas where there are two signals
for what looks like engineering. Well, that's a fucking problem right there. Sorry, there's no other way to put it. To be blunt, <laughs> we've got to ignore it because it'll hurt some fifis. Oh, God, oh, you don't know our suffering. Our pain. Ah! I was subject to some anti-Semitism on Twitter. Oh. It was like the Holodomor. Americans very differently than other races. Doctors have noticed a worrying trend. Many of the patients are people of color, specifically African-Americans. African-Americans represent 41% of COVID-19 deaths. The next closest race, Caucasian. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But holy fuck, man. Do we do we have to keep playing this stupid fucking game all the time? Do I have to keep coming climbing up the stairs every day, sitting here in the fucking baking heat, surrounded by fucking red hot computer equipment, talking about the same thing over and over again? Make it stop. Make it stop and make sure make sure that the discussions are had publicly. Publicly and none of the backdoor dealing and the uh, badniks getting in there or, uh, I don't know, the Finnish Masonic temple that was able to leverage their influence onto these <laughs> products too. We don't know whether it was deliberately targeted that or not, but there are papers out there that show the, you know, the, um, the racial and ethnic differential and the impact to that. We do know that the Chinese are spending hundreds of millions of dollars developing ethnic bioweapons, and we are developing ethnic bioweapons. Yep, 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 yep. We know it. We can see the paper trail and we can smell smell the rotten vapors coming out from their research programs i don't know i don't know what to tell you you're either just gonna sit back and um let it <laughs> coom for you wash over you like a japanese tsunami or you can, or you can try and take evasive maneuvers, leg it to the hills, and uh, try and try and survive another day, and uh, put pressure on these bastards. That's what all those labs in the Ukraine are about. They're collecting Russian DNA. They're collecting Chinese DNA. Though so we can target people by race. But yet we give a platform to one of the biggest spreaders of anti-vaccine propaganda in the country. He has claimed that vaccines have caused widespread death. They have not. He has claimed that vaccines are unsafe for pregnant people. They are not. He has claimed that vaccines cause autism. They do not. Hey everyone, welcome to Eye to Eye. Is there a link between childhood vaccines and autism? The CDC says no, but a new court case is raising some doubts about that. We are here with Dr. John Poling. He is, first of all, he's a neurologist. He's also the father of Hannah Poling, as you just mentioned. Uh, her, her autism, her, her case of autism diagnosis was conceded by the federal government as having been contributed to by vaccines. That was a pretty startling thing, I think, for a lot of people to hear. Uh, we talked to a lot of experts about this. They say, look, vaccines in no way cause autism. You're a neurologist. You're also the father of Hannah. What do you say? And again, such binary thinking 
right? Again, you've got to be able to sidestep it, move past it, and um, get on with it. Have is everyone suffering autism because of the vaccine schedule? No. Have people been harmed because of it? Yes. What's the degree of that harm? How long term is it? How does it manifest over a lifetime? All these things are um, complex questions that need um, proper answers. And I, you know, I don't know if it's. Um, If it's possible that they'll they'll ever get round to testing it, right? It may just be that they've got such faith in the mRNA type platforms that yeah they might open that gate, etc. And you know my concern had been that they will break off the vaccine issue, right, as a way to placate the uh, obeying mobs, as it were. But um, RFK has far exceeded my expectations in that regard now you know look uh well tim here you may like my song about a dilemma over and over again ah, I'll, I'll i'll play that at the end let's let's just listen to the end of this robot well i think you bring up a really important point is that the government actually the department of health and human services conceded that my daughter's medical problems, which are autism, encephalopathy, seizures, were brought on by vaccination. This is the time when we do have the opportunity to understand whether or not there are susceptible children. Perhaps That's the thing, susceptible. May not be all of them, but susceptible. And so we need to, we need to understand, you know, the, the threats at hand here. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Now, look, the medical technology that comes with saying, oh, well, you know, we can um, genotype your child and we can give you a safety assessment based on um, the potential gene interactions that we see. Maybe that, but then, you know, that means that your <laughs> gene records are stored somewhere and amenable to, uh, should we say, less than friendly entities that are out there. Perhaps genetically, perhaps they have a metabolic uh, issue, mitochondrial disorder, immunological issue that makes them more susceptible to vaccines, plural, or to one particular vaccine, or to a component of vaccine like mercury. The fact that there is concern that you don't want to know that susceptible group is a real disappointment to me. If you know that susceptible group, you can save those children. The reason why they didn't want to look for those susceptibility groups was because they were afraid that if they found them, however big or small they were, that that would scare the public away. It sounds like you don't think the hypothesis of a link between vaccines and autism is completely irrational. So when I first heard about it, I thought, well, that doesn't make sense to me. The more you delve into it, if you look at the basic science, if you look at the research that's been done in animals, if you also look at uh, some of these individual cases, and if you look at the evidence that there is no link, what I come away with is the question has not been answered. You can never really say MMR doesn't cause autism, but frankly, when you get in front of the media, you better get used to saying it, because otherwise people hear a door being left open when a door shouldn't be left mm -hmm. open. Those motherfuckers, man. 
Those motherfuckers. Uh, oh, Charles says, uh, <laughs> race based bioweapons are alive, bro. Yes, they are. They're, uh, they're a lie. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing but a uh, J Banger trick. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> you, sir, can have a, um, a Saddam Hussein. Not Saddam Hussein. A Gaddafi. For your five dollars. Thank you very much. <laughs> bravo, oh, bravo, bravo. <laughs> Um, let's see. Discussing COVID. Oh, shut it, bitch. Um, I'm not doing. It's too hot. It's too hot. Um, I will get to part three. We were at how? Uh, you know how long is it? Because uh, I want to do Libras. How long is part four? Four. Oh yeah, we're at the end. I'll do it. I'll do it. There you go. Charles is uh, Charles is five bucks. Uh, ginned me up. Um, I'll, I'll do it. So, uh, oh no, it's 4.2. <laughs> How long is 4.12? Part three, amyloidosis. Let's, uh, let's get it on. Let's get it out the way. So, infections and alpha synuclein. Uh, what's that song from 28? It is from 28 Days Later. Um, I don't know what that say. Uh... <laughs> Is that Charles saying race-based weapons is a lie? Why you say that? He's uh, he, it's called sarcasm. Where we come from, maybe uh, it flew over your head. There. Um, all right, infections and alpha synuclein. Several recent studies have suggested that alpha syn plays an important and direct role in response to invading viral and bacterial pathogens. Whether changes in alpha syn are a key component of the host defense to pathogens and whether it has a role as an immune signaling molecule or antimicrobial peptide needs further clarification. Population-based studies have demonstrated association between certain infections and elevated PD risk and in some forms of infections there is emerging clinical evidence of changes in alpha syn that could potentially be linked to the pathogenic processes in syn nucleopathies. This section reviews various epidemiological and cellular findings on the potential links between infections, alpha syn changes, and neurodegenerative disease. We ask whether the response to common infections that resolve might lay the molecular foundations for developing synucleopathies. Numerous viral infections have been correlatively linked to PD, including hepatitis C, herpes simplex virus, West Nile virus, and HIV. Add in SARS-CoV-2 now. Epidemiological evidence has found a significant association between HCV and PD risk. Furthermore, the increased risk of PD was diminished in HCV patients treated with antiviral therapy, suggesting that PD risk may be pathogen-induced. Neurological and Parkinsonism-like symptoms can occur following West Nile virus infections. In addition to PD risk and neurological involvement, infections have been associated with increased alpha syn expression. Uh, 
there was an increased amount of alpha sin found in the grey matter of gray matter of brains of patients with acute West Nile virus, as well as in the substantia nigra of HIV patients. And what do we know? What was that study that we looked at when we uh, were looking at midbrain and dopaminergic neurons, and they were finding SARS peptides in that region, right? And the the brain can take a lot of stress over its lifetime, right? Um, but the, to lesion out dopamine leads to very, very distinct pathologies. And the first of them, when it first gets hit, is essentially a sort of loss of motivation. You don't feel like moving. You don't move, right? Because... Four is movement, movement is motion. Um, in gastrointestinal biopsies in children with gastric inflammation from norovirus infections, there were increased levels of alpha-syn in the neuronal processes and the duodenal tissue, and the protein level positively correlated to the degree of inflammation. No studies directly demonstrate the viral infections can cause PD, and again, because the Parkinsonian state is the end state, the disease is still there in the prodromal state. It's working its way in the background. And there are subtle symptoms, incapacitating symptoms that take a hold. Again, on evolutionary timescales, that adds up. And if you're able to take advantage of it, then you will be in ascendancy. It's that simple. Uh, let's see. Recently, Marinos, Marieros sorry, reported that acute infection by H1N1 induced alpha-syn aggregation in mice. Moreover, the antiviral drug oseltenavir phosphate prevented alpha-syn aggregation. An earlier study also reported that C57 mice infected systemically with H5N1 displayed aggregated alpha-syn in the brain. Additionally, there is an increase in alpha syn protein in primary neurons following West Nile virus infections. Helicobacter pylori infections have been associated with an increased risk of PD. There are also other types of infections tested in animal models that have demonstrated ties to alpha syn changes. However, there are so far not any associations with PD risk in epidemiology studies. There is an increased appreciation for the gut-to-brain axis and how changes in gut microbiota populations can lead to neurodegeneration. While the gut microbiome does not represent pathogens in the traditional sense, changes in their composition can either trigger or reduce inflammation and compete with infections by pathogens. Studies have demonstrated dysbiosis in PD patients, which was associated with disease progression. A nationwide Finnish study. Oh, those goddamn Finns! They get everywhere! <laughs> oh, I'll skip that joke. Uh, study identified chronic uh, use five or more times over five years of anti anaerobics and tetracyclines 10 to 15 years prior to the study data was significantly correlated to the development of PD. This study also found that the use of antifungal sulfanamides, trimethoprim, one to five years prior to the study date, was also positively associated with PD diagnosis. 
However, it remains unclear if changes in the gut microbiome in PD are primary disease events or a response to medication, diet, or lifestyle changes. It's also important to note that not all bacterial infections are linked to the development of PD. Therefore, it's likely that certain bacteria can activate a specific mechanism to drive neurodegeneration. However, more studies are required to determine if such mechanisms exist. It is believed monomeric alpha-syn induced by immune activation and protects against pathogens. However, it is unclear what initially causes the aggregation of alpha-syn. One hypothesis is that specific pathogens could induce alpha-syn fibril production by host cells, and once the protein is released into the extracellular space, it undergoes aggregation. It was reported that bacterial endotoxin induces a distinct strain of alpha-syn fibril. Oh, what? Like the super antigenic region in spike protein? Bit like that, you mean? Chen et al. also reported amyloid curli producing Escherichia induced alpha-syn aggregation in aged rats and Canohabditis elegans, the one for me. Other possibilities could be due to the toxic alpha-syn clearance impairments and mutations. Several studies have shown alpha-syn in monomeric and aggregated form can induce neuroinflammation. Thus, alpha-syn and immune responses seem to work synchronously during infections and form a self-reinforcing cycle. Dysregulation of this synchronism could divert the course from infection protection to neuroinflammation and neurodegeneration. A potential direct antimicrobial role for alpha-synuclein. As discussed above, alpha-syn impacts the development and function of multiple cell types in the immune response. However, at the peptide level, it, is also, it also directly shares several characteristics with the antimicrobial peptides. Alpha-syn can affect the membrane-encapsulated pathogens through its interactions in the snare complex, similar to its functions in synaptic vesicle release. When added to bacteria cultures, specifically Staphylococcus aureus and E. coli and fungi, alpha-syn directly impacts a pathogen's growth, suggesting that it functions as a natural antimicrobial peptide. A recent murine study found that alpha-syn inhibits replication of RNA viruses, including West Nile virus, Venezuelan equine encephalitis virus. Additionally, alpha-syn was found to be a potent chemoattractant, causing neutrophils and monocytes to migrate to fight infections. Mice lacking alpha-syn had significantly fewer immune cells migrate into the peritoneal cavity following immune challenge, and most notably in the absence of alpha-syn, peritonitis cannot be induced. Taken together, alpha-syn contributes to both viral and bacterial immune responses and plays an important role in the immune response. Intriguing recent in vivo studies have shown that mice lacking alpha-syn display an increased sensitivity to infections. SNCA null mice were shown to die from viral encephalitis to a greater extent than their wild-type littermates. Moreover, in a bacterial sepsis model using Salmonella typhi, in the same study, the SNCA null mice were less able to limit the infection. Another study demonstrated increased mortality in the SNCA null mice into two types of neurotropic RNA viruses, West Nile virus and Venezuelan equine encephalitis. Conclusion. In this review, we have described extensive evidence for the involvement of alpha-syn in the immune system and have discussed how alpha-syn dysregulation in the context of infections potentially could lead to elevated PD risk. 
alpha-synuclein is expressed and has poorly understood functions in immune cells. Furthermore, immune cells can respond to exogenous alpha-syn and in some instances, the immune cells clear alpha-syn aggregates from the extracellular environment. While the triggers of PD are unknown, we have described studies that certain specific pathogens, for example, viruses such as HCV and WNV are associated with increased PD risk and have in some cases been shown to affect alpha-syn biology in experimental models. In the future, Improving our understanding of how alpha-syn interacts with immune cells under normal conditions and during infections may shed light on the origins of PD and increase our understanding of PD pathogenesis. Using this knowledge may allow for the identification of novel therapeutic targets. All wrapped up in a synthetic mRNA lipid just for you, Lickspittle, so you can go and cash out your universal basic income. All right, so that's the end of that paper uh let's see what are the um <laughs> conflicts of interest EBS has received commercial support from axial therapeutics calico curacen fujifilm cellular dynamics ios press partners <laughs> okay now the list goes on <laughs> he has only ships interest in acosort ab entering inc and axial therapeutics yeah yep 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 um look man as soon as you've as soon as you take that step you shouldn't be allowed to publish as far as i'm concerned <laughs> it's the the uh the chances of uh these people playing with uh unloaded dice uh, is less than accurate we need to remove the incentive that's been baked into academia particularly over the last few decades where you had to you had to be honing in on that pattern you had to be getting spin-off companies you had to be look around i get it i was doing it um but i think academia would be better for it and you can't have private companies investing in and publishing this work we must we must maintain the objectivity of our institutes we must rid it of esg woke zombies and their fanatical hordes to follow them around everywhere we must remove the ideologues like wasserman schultz if we are to stand a chance we must support individuals that will stand up and ask or discuss the difficult topics at hand Anything else is just flapping in the wind. All right, um, that's me done. Uh, I will. I, I think I'm going to take a look at Charles Lieber's uh, work for the next sort of science step. I'm, I want to move away from sort of amyloids for a while. We've been hammering on that nut for quite some time. Let's see. Little Butler says, can I work with the great on Twitter? National Library of Medicine published a study that found SARS-CoV-2 binds more strongly to ACE2 variants in European, South Asian, and African populants than in... Yes, yes. Um, we... I have been talking about this for three years now. It's fucking boring now. Let's have some action, right? And... Um, it's going to be painful ripping off that particular plaster, particularly as you've allowed the ESG zombies so much to penetrate so deeply into such critical decision-making infrastructure. 
it is what it is. But uh, rather peel off the plaster now than have it turn into a fetid, pus-filled vacuole that <laughs> it's currently turning into. Uh, <laughs> yes, I don't have a sarcasm. Joe, thank you for another five dollars. <laughs> Uh, donate to the doc or else Wasserman Schultz wins yes 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 thank you thank you thank you uh, that concept is key incapacitating agent yes 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 back when poll was semi-useful there was good general uh, on human trafficking linked to Wasserman Schultz Florida district here's the archive color me not fucking surprised <laughs> Uh, let's see. I sent a bit of money via PayPal. They now have a dialogue box to fill out where you tell them what the money. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, six pack. Six pack is fine. <laughs> Vape juice. <laughs> six pack is a much better kind of incapacitating agent. Uh, I don't know, man. I just know too much shit go down with booze. Why? Well, it's why I don't drink it much anymore just say it's for lgbt rights <laughs> j banger pain <laughs> keep it going doc the collapse is already baked in yes so let's uh we can but pray and i hope allah is um merciful in his judgment so with that folks i'm gonna wish you adieu I'll play, uh, <laughs> just to, uh, come here, Gaddafi, where you gone? One more time for those, uh, that flurry of donos, the, uh, hey, gone. How did that happen? Yeah. Hey, yeah, Gaddafi. Hello. Make sure I clip that. Up. Is that it? Yes, there it is. Uh, he of bayonet in the ass. Take it away for those that donated. Y es en honor a mis raíces que el discurso de hoy lo emito en español. I can't get a translation of what that means. <laughs> All right, folks, I'm out of here. Take care. God bless. See you in the next one. And uh, thank you for those that have uh, chipped in. Kid needs a graphic card. <laughs> I'm going to have to be elbows deep in PCs for right now. <sighs> I'd rather watch Wasserman Schultz. All right. Bye-bye. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these cappers! I will fucking kill each fucking kappa! I swear! This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Fuck these cappers! No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood! Never! No. I will fucking die! Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers! 
all that five. Like this guy. Let up! 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 Let up!